Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It is your main man, Rico Rocks, coming at you live. Episode 10, double digits, double Ds. Number 10, big episode number 10. I remember when it was first episode already. Just hit my stizzy real quick. Episode 10, episode 10, big 10. Big one, oh, turning tense in the 20s, 20s in the 40s, 40s in the 80s. I hope everyone is doing positive and staying mentally giant today. What is up? It is your main man, like I said, Rico Rocks. Coming here today. That big episode 10. I think we've established that. It's episode 10 now. So... Yeah, everything is on the up and ups, as we say. I wanted to let everyone know, or I'm going to let everyone know, that whole, I don't know which episode it was, but I was talking about using your bad side, if you will, which is the side you usually don't use. So if you write left-handed, then you're bad hat side would be your right hand for writing and if you throw a football with your right hand your bad hand would be your left hand so getting more acquainted with your bad side and making that your and just going from one good side one bad side to two good sides for overall performance and that's going really well i'm on the skateboard on my skateboarding so i usually stand on it I need to figure out what stance it is, but since I don't know the name of it, it's my dominant foot usually is the right leg. So I naturally or more commonly what I was training, doing all my initial skateboarding stuff on it, right leg on board, left leg, kicking, 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 beautiful. I like it. It's cool. But then when I would stand on the board, left foot dominant, and then kick with my right initially, like the first day I did it, awful, horrible. About to fall off the thing and my equilibrium completely thrown off. Well, it's been about a few weeks and I'm not 24-7 consistent, but as of the last few days, especially, I've been more a lot more consistent with, hey, don't forget to get on that other side. And especially, this is the thing, long distance, I ride a longboard and I go pretty insane. I'm just ripping. And sometimes, after just ripping and ripping and ripping, my left leg from just being the leg that's kicking off the ground just so much, it burning and burning because I'm just forcing it, especially on big hills, just uh, 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 for long durations, my left leg getting tortured, and I would hop on my right mid hill because what I'm not doing is gonna stop mid hill or go backwards. But you have to go forward. You, the moment, gravity on a hill, you're gonna go backwards the whole time. So I figured I've known this for a long time that just like when a muscle gets sore from using it too much. Like, if you just go up and start doing a series of high fives without moving your hand, eventually... But you could just switch it from upper hand to mid-level. Just a complete shift of muscle and putting weight on a different part of your body will completely alleviate 
the part that happened to be getting sore and you complete so you don't have to completely shut down the arm you just have to shift positions a lot of times while the other so for example like if you're using your hand to grip maybe on a chin-up bar then all of a sudden your arms get tired with that hold then you could go overhand from underhand just to give that specific like your wrist now you're on your shoulders giving the pressure off and then the other one's recharging while you're using that one so it's like really powerful stuff there and so that's what I would do I would when my leg would be burning upon burning as I'm just kicking and kicking and kicking and it's like my lungs are putting out a lot of work too I hopped on my other leg but initially like I said it wasn't very good I couldn't get much I would just be using it just to merely recharge my other leg get the because I would get to a point where it's like the left leg is giving out so just to give it a break, I, ooh, jump on the board with the left leg and start kicking with the right. And I could kick. I'm, I wasn't so horrible, which I couldn't keep simple balance. But that's all I could keep was simple balance. And as this whole last week or two, been a lot more consistent on jumping with the, the opposite footage. And just last night, I did about half my entire route on the leg my opposite leg that I'm used to. So the leg that's usually on the board was the kicking leg. And, oh man, I was actually starting to get pretty comfortable. I'm getting really comfortable. It's a whole nother experience. The way you view the world, the way your body stands, the way you interact with the board. So when you switch foots and you start getting comfortable, it's completely a whole nother, it's like two different machines. It's like two whole nother experiences. And I'm not, I haven't, the only thing now I guess left to go is big hill, like a big hill. Confident enough just to stay balanced. I'm just building confidence. With skateboarding, it's a confidence thing because getting hurt is not fun. And I build the confidence up. But even then, even with full confidence, when you're going full, there, there's a point. There's some, There's something that's called... And people use it for therapy too. Like some people, is, for example, if they're having anxiety, they'll have a taxi cab come pick them up, driving around the block. And just that act of the motion, I don't know the exact term at this moment, but there's a term for when you could feel something moving under you and you're, plateau you're hovering above it and moving. It's like this certain feeling, this body sense motion thing that is stimulating to your cells. And that is so hardcore on the board when you're kicking, 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 and boom. You just feel it glide. And then if you start having really nice control of other directional abilities, you could start getting really fancy. And you just really, it's its a moving orchestra. It's a symphony on wheels is how I like to see it. It's, it's a show. It's, it's like ice skating on the concrete. And last night when I used my leg, now that's a new thing. I used been using the, my regular stance so hard, and so I put so much miles and miles and miles on it, just because I know that's what worked. But this is the thing: now when you go start something, you do it for a reason, but you find out a whole bunch of other stuff. I started, I wanted to get comfortable with my opposite stance, my weak stance or my bad stance, if you will, initially for, so that way I could just be more confident and maybe cut some of the fatigue off the one leg 
But what I realized last night, riding halfway, half of my trip on my unusual stance, meanwhile, my regular legs just thirsty, is just drooling apparently, and I had no idea. I'm sitting there thinking, okay, and I'm sitting there, or I'm going, and I'm just having a good old time learning. I'm learning, having a great time, and all of a sudden, on the way back, Boom. My left leg was more powerful than ever before. My normal stance, kicking off the ground. I was hitting speeds I never hit before, just off pure power. And I felt it was off the power because it mixed with the, just the good glides. And then also a bunch of other factors, like I rode my skateboard backwards for a while the other day. Like my just where the back was in the front with the opposite. So I think the bearings got more juiced up that way too because they were always going one direction, one direction. But then I really rode hard one time with the opposite direction. So I think it broke them in better. And so that mixed with what I realized is when I first got on my bad leg and tried to kick and stuff, it was so awkward. But it was because my leg was weak in as comparatively to my good leg. And it was awkward and my leg was feeling like a little chicken leg or something. So it makes sense that the more comfortable I get with the perceived previous bad leg, that that's overall going to mean my leg gets stronger. And that's what I didn't really realize how insane of a difference that would make. And now this is where the dragon got let out of the china cage. Because holy smokes. I was sitting there just because I was kicking with my bad leg in my new stance halfway my leg got so much stronger in my confidence in my whole equilibrium so my that whole half of my body that's never been engaged in that way to, has just got engaged that doesn't take away from my other side what it actually does is make it even stronger which i didn't realize that was going to happen to this level so that's beautiful so i just wanted to just touch up quick on that that i have been putting my money where my mouth is on that and practicing if I notice my leg is on one, my usual way, where I put my leg over my knee, I uh, uh, consciously swift flop it, just at a conscious, do the things that you use the body parts you don't normally use, because if no one tells you, you're never going to ever use them, and then they're gonna, it's, people can zone out and forget to move on, though. So episode 10, episode 10, rocking, equal rocks, rocking. I got my notes here. I've been taking little topics using other side there you go i just covered that it's perfect perfect well folks metaphor story about sharks that's a beautiful one so for episode 10 big episode 10 here and don't forget i have soundcloud rico rocks on soundcloud and my instagram is hyper theorist methodologies hyper theorist methodologies Come check me out. I'm actually thinking of becoming a model. So there, there is this time. No, there wasn't this time, I guess. Imagery is almost like a real event. So I guess I could say, since I imagined it, it could have been this one. Like, it really meant through it. But that's not for this episode. So people have different ways of expressing themselves. And some people do it through just verbally, verbally some people do it through physical maybe fighters some people do it through visual cinematographers i my imagination 
I like to be able to communicate with multiple people and one of the great ways to communicate is to build a story. That's get someone really imagining what you're paint a vivid picture in someone's mind. It could really stick deep in their head. I love a good story, a good visual and mental, just a good visual but when someone can paint a picture in your head, sign the dot at the bottom line. Like my nigga, we made it. But I have this story that when people ask, well, how do you feel? Or what's one of your life philosophies? Or just any, that maybe had nothing to do with other people. But I imagined this and I felt like, because especially when I would meet so many people, I, I, if someone was be able to be at the competence to understand me, in my head, I would imagine just someone on my level of conversation. Well, well, then, what would your conversation go like if you didn't have to worry about someone not being able to understand you? Like, what if you just were just be able to talk free and they would understand you and you wouldn't seem too crazy? So I started building stories. Well, one metaphor story, one metaphor story, metaphor. Just like the Indians back in the day, they had the story, like the story of the bad wolf and the good wolf. Just and just some metaphorical stories, the coyote stories, the spiders, the stories. They have so many stories, right? So many stories. So my story is about a shark. And just for your fun, we'll say it's a red shark. This is the legend of Rico Rocks versus the red shark. So Rico Rocks, chilling. And in this story, Rico Rocks becomes a little adrenaline junkie. Skateboarding, maybe a fight or two excursions he's in highs because it makes him feel alive and this curious Rico rocks trying to find the answer to life and sometimes he would feel robotic or in a twilight zone of some sorts so he would kept elevating the feats because I have, it would remind him he, would, he was alive. Well, it got to the point where he decided he wanted to stare face to face with death itself and feel the breath of death on his face. And maybe then he would feel like he was alive again or he would understand something. On somewhere, who truly knows? But it was it made sense to him that he was not complete until this would happen. So he decided to get dropped down into shark infested waters and go face to face with the shark and just just to feel the energy off a giant killing machine that, if it wanted to, could just inhale you. Yeah, I doubt a shark would even have to chew. But it'd still probably do it. More than likely, just... Just to... Because it could. Well, in the story, Rico rocks. Alienated by his own choosing, it seems, or a mixture of his and... Circumstances. Didn't really have anyone he would 
I think that's a bit harsh of judgment. But we'll just... He ended up getting a couple guys together to go with him as his crew. But they didn't know him. He, they were pretty much hired them. and But they were reliable. And he wanted this. So they're out in the ocean. Everyone's having a good time. They get to the spot. They're about to go down. Rico goes down. Boop, 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 boop. And so the, the guys, the crew's up there, helps him get dropped in. So he's down there for a while. He's in a cage. Nothing, nothing too crazy, but it's a sturdy steel cage. Because that's just how they do it, I guess. And Rico Rocks was in the cage. And just thinking about life and contemplating and just so taking it all in and watching these sharks around him. And just time went on with nothing too major happening. They were actually kind of nonchalant with his presence, which was a little disappointing. But he knew that maybe that eventually he would get to go face to face with one who would come to him and come right up in his face. And he could taste and smell the breath. And for him, he could think for long time. I could think for a long time and moments go by, so he's a very patient fella. Well, the guys up top are just, after a while, it's like, well, he's fine. He's obviously, they're paid, not going too wild yet, so they realize what he realized. He's going to be there probably for a while, so they go in and start eating lunch, and they turn on a football game and an NFL game, and Rico's under the water. Well, Rico... Eventually got pissed and ran out of patience because they're just acting like he's not even there and he's he needs answers apparently. He's sitting there thinking himself into a storm in his cage there. He starts screaming at the fucking sharks like Pussies Why are you fucking just swimming around me? Fucking good for nothing sharks Pulls out a little Razor blade which cuts his arm, which just a spot on the top of his arm. Just he's like, I'm gonna make you. I'm, you couldn't want me. What? But then next perspired, folks. Rico Rocks knew that that was probably not a good idea, but he knew it would be effective. As soon as he sl- cut himself in the book game, frenzy swarm. Every shark went. And crazed, they went berserk, absolutely nuts, and started thrashing the cage. The cage was getting thrashed. Doof, 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 doof. Rico Rocks is in there getting pretty hurt. Doof, 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 doof. He's getting whipped around, but he's like, "Oh crap! I shouldn't have done that. This is fucked." The guys up there in the middle, chuffing their face, laughing. Aren't really paying attention to what's going on whatsoever. Rico Rocks is on his own. Under the water getting thrashed about the cage. He's damage assessing. Thinks to himself. I think to myself in the story. I could be able to sustain this. This is crazy but 
adrenaline's kicking in, this is fucking intense, I'm starting to kind of enjoy this, holy fuck, am I going to live out of this, it was, now it was, he was getting the answers he was wanted, he was very afraid for his life, and he, so, but then, to just right instantly as he's thinking that, the cage busts apart, now, at that moment, when Rico realized that the cage is busted apart, he tilts his head up in that instance of of just that in slow motion in the second. And he sees the top of the water and he just sees a pack of sharks. And he, say, and he says to himself, I think to myself in the story, it's all I have to do is make it up there. I ha- if I can make it out of here, I can, I can make it out of here. I have to make it out of here. They're going to try to kill me. So now, I'm going to have to give everything I have. And do I have what it takes to make it out of here? Pulls out his knives, two buck knives, and that's where the story stops. It's just Rico rocks. With a middle of shark infested water, bleeding arm, no cage. Will he make it to the top? And that's how I feel my my metaphorical story was at that point and I still feel a lot of ways that way but I was like oh how do you feel like what's life treating you like that like I'm just a guy who is challenging himself for some crazy reason and I put myself in shark infested waters and cut myself and said yeehaw and not only did I get what I wanted but now there's only one place left to go only two ways of coming out I'm either leaving on this shit on top of the hill or in the box Just imagine. I want. I like to put it in that frame to just see. Like, can you imagine like the feelings through all that, and just really put your frame. I challenge you to any listener here to put yourself in that. Picture yourself in a cage, and you wanted to feel the breath of a shark on your neck, so you could appreciate your life again. But now it's, you're gonna have to, in theory, who knows what's gonna happen between the path that right where you were. Just to that, I don't know how that much distance that is, but just this little bit of distance, it's going to be fucking World War Rico Rocks, World War Hell, for sure. It's a beautiful way, and I think about it, and I sat there, and I've thought about it so many times, just felt the thrashing in the cage. So absolutely. So that's a little metaphor story. Hell yeah, motherfuckers. It's your main dog, Rico Rocks. I'm big up. So. I am excited. I'm really excited. (coughs) I'm more excited than I can let you know. (coughs) I've been... Going ham out here, going, going nuts. So, I just paid rent today. So I got another month, which I don't work. I don't think that's gonna be an issue. 
Although, I do play with the option in my mind a lot. I've only been out of homelessness now for a few months. And as fucked up as being homeless was, it was very fulfilling in a way as well. As fucked up as that sounds. But trust me, no. I'm... That is... That is not a realm I... That's not my life. I don't need to play there. I could play there, but... I have other things in mind. Definitely not the disrespectful way, depending on how you do it. But... I transition out here. Just paid rent. Got another month. And... I got big plans. I want to become successful. Um, I'm. It sounded like I said um, but I said I'm. Well, so the other night, I went to over to my plug. And I've been talking about the podcast and all that. I'm ranting about it all the time. And Well, the plug, my nigga... He was talking about like, oh, he he should get on with me, and he wants to. And I told him, yeah, you know, it's good. I'll do it to get spot. You could definitely hop on, or whatever. And take a let me take a pause for a second. I'm gonna take a swig of this 99 bananas here. Bear with me, folks, because it's messing me up a little bit. So. I'm going to just bring y'all in to my own drama right now. So I'm at the plug. I just walked up. I don't think it was. It was randomly. I was just in the neighborhood. I wasn't there to buy nothing. Boom. Just randomly walked up. And he's like, hey, what up, Rico Rocks? What's up, Rico Rocks? Rico F Rocks? I'm like, don't forget the F. Shout out to Lil Weezy. And I was telling him how I got... I just dropped the paid for a year of Podbean so I could upload unlimited amount and how excited I was for that because instead of just pissing the money when I said I, I bought a year's worth of, unlim- of unlimited da- upload time and I feel that that's a better investment than if I just smoked it up or did whatever or just who knows how many various ways, right? And so he was like, well, Hell, put one on. And I was like, wonderful, let's do this. He just grabbed a little bit of herb and he's like, you want to get high, smoke some weed doing it? I was like, sure, let's get stoned and hear an episode. And I was like, well, which one should we watch? Like, what's our, what's going to be our, and I had nine episodes uploaded. This is big episode 10, what's up, episode 10? And he was like, I was thinking because I know my first few were a little eh, because I was, I was in a little different place at the time, I guess. And my last few have been really crispy. So I was like, I don't know. And I've been listening to a bunch of mine. I listened to episode one for, I think, four times the other day in a row. And then I was satisfied. I didn't get bored. And I was like, but after four times in a row, just in 45 minutes in a row, same episode, then I was like, well, you know, I can listen to something else. <laughs> and listen to a bunch of other ones. Because I go back and I listen. I'm new to this audio. Well, I've done a bunch of videos and done a bunch of music, but... Long talks. I'm such a critic for people, the way they talk. 
So for as critic ass as I am, I want to go back and hear myself and see if I'm any better. Or if I am just in my condemnations of these entertainment assassinations that are lousy speakers. That have to say um or you know between every sentence. For some reason, I'm going to say pep you there. And as I went back and listened. And no, it doesn't really matter because that's not part of the story. So we'll stick to the plug. So I'm at my plug's house. He picks episode four. He's like, oh, let's pick four. And I was like, interesting. Now, episode four. So this is how it goes. It goes. Episode one was really kind of awesome. It was like a nice introduction to Rico Rocks. But then for episode two, three, and four, it was like strike one, two, three. Episode two was getting a little Rico. was like, okay, buddy. You're starting to sound a little nuts. And then episode three, it's like, okay, dude, you're nuts. And then episode four, it's like, well, that. And episode after episode four, I after I listened, went back and listened to episode four. I just said, boy, get your mind a little bit righter than that, or maybe letting it on episode four, I was good because I was. I told myself, you can't have a bunch of episode fours. That is just. It's a little bit questionable, buddy. So episode five, I came real wholesome. Real wholesome. Super wholesome. I came with my shirt tucked in, and I brought my teacher an apple. I said, I I realized that the last few have been a little questionable, but, and you're supposed to, so right now, you're probably expecting something really bad, but I want to let you know, before you have to worry, don't worry. Because now it was getting progressively worse from episode two, three, and four, so that means episode five was going to be monstrous, that... And I was like, I, I understand what you think is going to be happening. I said, do not worry your pretty little hearts off. And so I gave everyone a good couple wholesome episodes for 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Well, here's episode 10. We're back on our bullshit, nigga. What up? Next, I'm about to talk about some gang shit, nigga. Just kidding. Because no, I want to maintain some level of... I, there's, I just... I'm not going to explain just, I knew that I was going to be a little more listenable than episode four. But that, by, of course, I obviously uploaded because that's the beauty of a podcast and coming and progressing. So when he picks episode four, I told him, I was like, I was like, that's either the episode that I was really wholesome because I fucked up the first ones, or I was like, that was the last of the bad ones. And that was like the one where I was, after that, I had to be wholesome. And yep, it, sure enough, it was the bad one. And he, it wasn't like he not enjoyed it, but he, me and my plug were pretty close. Like, I don't think we're that close with friends that much now, after he listened to episode four. And it's okay, because I need to separate myself from that environment anyways. But I was, I'm a pretty honest fellow. Some of the questions I asked him that night, which was like a couple nights ago, because I'm a man of dialogue and banter. As we're listening to this podcast and we're having conversations, he's like, I agree with this, right? What the heck? No, I don't disagree with that. I look at me just quietly. I look over at me. Could you ever be friends with a supervillain? Like, I ask people shit like that. And it's only reason I ask is because I genuinely am curious. Because when I do whatever I have to do or when people question stuff of whatever I do and why I did stuff... Would they have been my friend if they knew? I wonder. So I, I get to the gristle, folks. Because I preach. 
because I preach a hardcore non conscious lack of regard to moral stance of freedom. I say let people do good, let people do bad. Is what I preach sometimes. That I say, what is freedom unless you can have have the ability to to do anything? Pardon me for it. And then people come at me with, well, you're nuts then because you can't go around just killing a drug. I was like, well, then there's the art of consequence. Sure. If I say someone could just do whatever, to, like the access to do it, anything. But then, of course, with that comes consequence. I would not say let them do whatever and then justify it. That is not what I'm saying. I'm just saying free market, let the world develop, let humans develop as they will due to their free processes versus we're not going to let you do much stuff because we think you hurt yourself and then get live a very limited experience for human. And I know there's a line there. I know there's a line somewhere. There, I agree. There should be a line somewhere onto what can someone just I do it because I want to. But I think that line is, should be very, 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 very close to that dark line because if once someone realizes they can't live a true life and they're living a lie and it's not worth it to live, then you get a whole different kind of chaotic society and where people don't even see the point and you get nihilistic and you get it's so then it goes even ramps worse because like. Instead of having people realize what life is about, they just don't even care to learn what life's about because they feel like well, so much of the core principles are nerfed, for lack of a better term, that their conviction to it is nerfed as well. It's It almost feels like a second-rate existence based on lack of free ability to make the decisions without someone else making them for you. So that's where my line gets a little different. And I, and my desires, it also goes to desires because I understand that the guy that says, no, we need strict, strict, strict. People have to be good. Everyone should be good to everyone. I understand that. Like, I pre, I, fuck yeah, man. I'm very polite. I'm very sweethearted, man. People love Rico Rock. But now, that's from 9 to 5, baby. I tell them, what about the, for the curiosities? What about for. So you're saying, act on all good impulses and kill all harmful, destructive, abusive. It's like, well, that, to me, my friend, it's not that simple. I give my positive, gentle sides the most care. And I also like to do that with my dark side. And I have curiosities. I'm very kind because I love to see the face. Now, now I don't want to have to paint a picture for you, but that also means I like to see some other kinds of faces. And it's not, it's just the ability to if I would like to. I'm very curious about humans. I like to see how they respond. I like to be good to people, but... There's some times where it's like, I don't want to be super nice. I don't want to be a me. I want to hurt somebody. I need to train myself. Combat is a real thing. Life is a, I feel like 
that is more pure than not. Just because it's a little hard to look at, just because it's a little chocolate, give me a break. People, let people, let the wolves howl, baby. So we were coming into disagreements, and he was like, well, I don't know if I can hang out with people who do hurt other people. And I'm just like, man, it's, yeah, I choose, I'm just not limited. I don't feel bad if I were to. That's my thing. I understand the side. I play with that side. So episode four really encased that, because episode four, just, I was on a rampant rampage. So that was kind of rough. He didn't like the episode a whole lot. But he still, it wasn't like he said, but uh, there was no animosity or anything. I, but I can tell he was definitely, we definitely were a lot less close. Like he, he definitely was like a little more like, well, this guy's kind of a piece of shit, which good, good. But he knows I'm still Rico fucking Rocks and he loves, still, I'm still the nigga, still the homie. But he just knows that we probably going to different places, if, if anything. Because I'm very articulate. He knows I have nothing but good-hearted intentions. He, he has no doubt in my intentions, but I was being pretty forthright on what my beliefs were. And then as episode four is playing, I just had to let people know that it ain't, ain't shit sweet but the swisher. Ain't shit sweet but the swisher, folks. Wake up in the morning, take a shit, shower, shave, and I put put a ton on the stove and whip it like a slave. I whip that shit. And, like, what if he would have got uppity? What if he would have been like, no, fuck you, guy. You can't, you want to hurt people to hurt me. I risked the biscuit, folks, for my shit. I talk to people I want to talk to. But luckily, I'm a respectable person. It's not like I'm going around just being fucking completely just dumb, but I don't like that feeling of limiting my talk, but um, doesn't mean I have to fucking be a clown and be like, well, well let's see how far I push it, no, because I'm out here chilling, but I have, if I have, if it comes in my mind, I have no, uh, no quandrels, no yeah, I don't know what word I'm saying, no quarrels, there you go, to say my words, folks, because if not, then what is the point, me, I'm not guts before glory in a sense. I don't say guts before glory or death before dishonor, but to a point, folks, death before dishonor almost because what is life dishonored? Now, I'm not going to be Mr. The Patriot, Mel Gibson, or Rambo. I'm not going to be shooting up everyone, Predator, invisibility, just because the world got me messed up. I have to obviously concede some weight for as I plot. But I gotta say what I gotta say sometimes. Most of the time. You guys ever heard the song Lupe, Lupe Fiasco? But shout out to Big Lupe Fiasco. Big Lupe has a song called Words I Never Say. It's so loud inside my head with words that I should have said. Uh, he's on a bus with a gag in his mouth, like a ball gag, like those kink ones. You know. And everyone on the bus has a gag in their mouth, and he don't. So it almost looks like mask. 
the mask of today. And it's kind of nuts. Because everyone else is silenced because of the ball gags. And he walks on the bus and he's a dude with a piss look on his face. Stands up and he walks in. Everyone's ready tripping that he don't have a mask. Gag ball in his mouth. And he goes up to this microphone, to the camcorder, the camcorder, the overhead system. I think the war on terror is a bunch of bullshit. How much money do you think it really costs to fill a full clip? 9-11, Building 7, do you think they really pulled it? Like, ooh, just fucking saying all kinds of shit. He's like, ugh, Lupe Fiasco. And then they kidnap his girlfriend, and they got her taped up, and they got her eyes open. They physically forced her eyes open. They had a bunch of screens on front of her trying to brainwash her. So he pretty much had enough of the brainwashing, I guess. And that's what was up. Because the words didn't say, oh, so it's like that he had enough and I've had enough words I never said. So I bite my tongue in some situations if I choose to. But I'm not going to be a fake motherfucker, man. To I push it. I Social suicide, folks. Episode 10, social suicide. That's why I just, because I died. I'm I suicide. I'm suiciding of my social. Because if that's what I'd have to be, is that something that's not alive to be alive? I scoff at the idea, folks. I've written stories, or actually do have a couple pages of notes of how I feel like I'm some vulturistic, ancient mystic crow, not crow, like vulturistic kind of, just a bird, some kind of bird, this ancient bird, and... I see these creatures, these humans, just waddling around on the ground. Just gray-eyed, just sloshing in their own ways. But to them, they're... And then they just die, but in that's our life. This is the reality of humans. That they're just in this delusional haze. And But they're such odd little creatures to the bird. Like, they seem like they have these strong bodies, but they never do that. They just get born and flop around on the ground and just spaz them out, like... Just weird little fucking... They can't leave the field because they're just, they're just these... It's almost like maggots. They just have no kind of... No cognitive. But in their head, they're at, in, at, while they're flopping around in their splooge of just slime, human slime, that's where they're perceiving this, what we call human life. And in their head, they're going through this whole life, but in to this realm where the vulture is, the bird, I... Just watch them like I want it, and I go close to them, and I, man, they're so kind of cool looking, but they have no kind of depth. And as the at the conversation and episode four going on with Play Hughes, if I felt very disconnected there at the end, but it's it's okay, no hard feelings. But sometimes I risk it though, cause he could have been, cause he was like, I can't. I asked him, could you be friends with the supervillain? I say that so menacingly, because I am a pretty menacing fuck. I scare sometimes the banter game is hardcore. I like to say things because I just want to express myself. Folks. I was talking to this little female the other day, and she was feeling me. She's like, hey, You know, I like guys like you, blah blah blah. And I just said some shit to her, and I just she genuinely was like, You could tell, see that she it's almost like she was looking at a like, tiger or something, it's like something that's like not oh, like something that is gonna hurt her. 
And that was kind of the response I was going for. But the tone never left. I told her it's nothing to do with aggression. It's nothing to do with anger. And yeah, but it was like I just want to let people know. Like, hey, obviously I'm thinking like this, so this is kind of what I'm thinking about. Like, if you don't like it, perfect. Like, I'm sure it's a little intense for some. And these are my dots of like delusions of grandeur. So. We're, let's see, we'll have a good time with it, but folks, that is episode 10, I appreciate you. Thank you for that, love you, subscribe, like, share, 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 share